since I've released anything and it's really not even for lack of content, but yeah, unfortunately there's, there's quite a significant reason why I haven't been active and, um, yeah, there's, there's really no easy way to say this or to put it, but early last week, uh, my brother passed away and those of you who have been paying close attention to this project over the past year, have heard me speak of him before and in his condition and in one way or another. And often I was fairly vague about it, but ultimately I don't think this is the time or, or place to get into the details of things, but he's no longer with us. And it's been easily the most difficult week or two of my life. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's no getting around that. But despite the fact that most of you probably did not know my brother in any way, I figured maybe the best thing I could do is to simply offer what I decided to share at his funeral service where I gave the eulogy. And uh, in a lot of ways, I'm still at a loss for words for this whole experience and, and what is yet to come, but I figured for whatever it's worth, this might be my best way to honor him and to simply be transparent about where I am right now and what I legitimately have to share. So I, I think I might just give this a read and uh, yeah, just call it for now. I'd like to start by sharing a poem by another David, David White, a poem that has offered me great solace in the past few days, a poem that has helped me give new meaning to a word we're all grappling with at this moment. Heartbreak. Heartbreak is unpreventable. The natural outcome of caring for people and things over which we have no control, of holding in our affections those who inevitably move beyond our line of sight. Heartbreak begins the moment we are asked to let go, but cannot. Heartbreak begins the moment we are asked to let go, but cannot. In other words, it colors and inhabits and magnifies each and every day. Heartbreak is not a visitation, but a path human beings follow through even the most average life. Heartbreak is an indication of our sincerity, in a love relationship, in a life's work, in trying to learn a musical instrument, in the attempt to shape a better, more generous self. Heartbreak is the beautifully helpless side of love and affection, and is just as much an essence and emblem of care as the spiritual athlete's quick but abstract ability to let go. Heartbreak has its own way of inhabiting time, 
and its own beautiful and trying patience in coming and going. Heartbreak is how we mature. Yet we use the word heartbreak as if it only occurs when things have gone wrong. An unrequited love, a shattered dream, a child lost before their time. Heartbreak, we hope, is something we hope we can avoid. Something to guard against. A chasm to be carefully looked for and then walked around. The hope in going forward is to find a way to place our feet where the elemental forces of life will keep us in the manner to which we want to be accustomed and which will keep us from the losses that all other human beings have experienced, without exception, since the beginning of conscious time. But heartbreak may be the very essence of being human, of being on the journey from here to there, and of coming to care deeply for what we find along the way. If heartbreak is inevitable and inescapable, our only choice may be to look for it and make friends with it, to see it as our constant and instructive companion, And perhaps, in the depth of its impact, as well as in its hindsight, to see it as its own reward. Heartbreak asks us not to look for an alternative path, because there is no alternative path. It is a deeper introduction to what we love and have loved, an inescapable and often beautiful question, something or someone who has been with us all along, asking us to be ready to let go of the way we are holding things, in preparation, perhaps for the last letting go of all. Dave was a rather private person, but for much of my life, I was lucky enough to be the featured guest inside of his world, which very few others saw. Many of you knew him to be a stoic, quiet, and enigmatic person, and though he was often all of those things, that was far from the full story. And though I can hardly begin to do that full story justice today, I hope that I can offer a brief glimpse of what some of you might not have known about him. Dave did one of the best Denzel Washington impersonations you'll ever see. And if he knew you, there's a good chance he's done a spot-on imitation of you for me. Abba's gold album was the soundtrack to his life. He loved to make his own jewelry. He had one of the best self-taught butterfly strokes I've ever seen. He could do a near-flawless reenactment of every scene of Casino Royale. He had baking the perfect chocolate chip cookie down to a legitimate science. His knack for freestyle rapping would put most MCs to shame. We once shamelessly watched all five of the Twilight movies together. For his 21st birthday, he skipped the bars and opted for a trip to Chuck E. Cheese that I'll never forget. He can make a joke out of virtually any situation, and help me through the most trying moments of my life without ever saying a word. Dave taught me most of what I know, full stop. What he did, I did. He was my coach, my role model, my guardian, and my best friend. We were nearly inseparable and apparently indistinguishable for most of my life. We shared a room until he left for college, and when I joined him there two years later, only a wall separated us. Dave never missed an opportunity for a teachable moment, and much to my frequent frustration, he always seemed to know something I didn't, even in these last years. But maybe more than anything, he taught me that you'd be hard-pressed to find a bigger waste of time than caring about anyone else's judgments of you. Now that didn't stop him from being my most relentless critic, but of course, he was also my biggest supporter. We would spend hour after hour working on the simplest move in the driveway, 
or debating the fundamental meaning of a single word. But in the end, he'd always tell me that I was as smart or capable as anyone out there. Beside him, there was no challenge I couldn't face, no shot I couldn't make, no insult or injury I couldn't shrug off. One of the happiest days of my life was when, even through all he dealt with in his final years, he told me I'd done well for myself. When all is said and done, my favorite thing about Dave was that he was easily the most honest and genuine person I've ever known. He showed me that authenticity was as valuable a virtue as any. Now this didn't always make him the easiest person to get to know or understand, but it was such a treasure for those who were lucky enough to grow close to him. If he paid you a compliment, he meant it. If he laughed at your joke, you truly said something funny. If he came around to your side of an argument, you'd clearly had a stroke of genius. And if you somehow managed to beat him one-on-one, -on -one, well, we all know he must have let you win. I know many of you are probably wondering if there's anything you can do to help. And I've given a lot of thought to this question over the past few days. Though my family and I will need all kinds of tangible support over the coming weeks, months, and years, I think more than anything, I'd like to ask all of you to remember that life is truly precious and fragile. That we all have a finite number of moments and interactions with those we care about. But this is not fundamentally tragic or morbid. It is a reminder that much of the beauty in life is found in the attempt to be just a bit more compassionate, present, and non-judgmental in every moment we have with one another. To shine just a little bit brighter for those around us. To say the things we need to to those that matter. To do the things we know we ought to. To love deeply and honestly. To share without inhibition as though nothing else is guaranteed. Because that's exactly what Dave always did. Well, I think that's about all I have for today. I'm not really sure what the future holds, and I, I think the past week has has really led to a, a full-scale reevaluation of my priorities and how I spend my time and what I truly care about. And though this project has become one of those things that I do care about, I'm in a place where I feel like it's best for me to I guess indefinitely put this project on hold as I obviously grieve, but also just reconsider what is next for me. So I'm hopeful that I will return to this at some point, and it might look quite different, as much of my life will. But yeah, I just wanted to share this and do the best that I could to communicate where I am and what that means for all of this. But as always, I appreciate all of you and just thank you for sharing this moment with me. And I hope to do this again sometime in the near future, but if not, it's been fun and farewell.